Hello everyone and welcome back to another episode of Switching Stances. I'm one of your hosts, Tyler, joined by my good friend, my good buddy, Ollie, aka Gaz. How's it going, mate? I'm going okay, I'm going okay. I've lost the war with Bedhead, um, so yeah. I'm just sort of letting this letting this roll. But I'm doing well, I'm doing well. Good card last weekend and a good one this weekend. Yep, yep. It's, uh, well, to address the Bedhead, first of all, um, it's a battle we all face. It's why I wear hats when I have hats on. It's because <laughs> my hair's not good. Or uh, even if it is maybe good, I don't like it. And I'm like, this must be covered and protected at all costs. Um, and secondly, yeah, I, I, it was a solid. There were some good fights on this past weekend's card. And we've got another solid weekend this coming weekend. To the point where uh, yesterday I was chatting to my good friend, Jared. And mm. we're talking about our weekends and like, oh, what are you getting up to this weekend? Blah, blah, blah. And his partner goes, she goes, oh, on Sunday I'm doing this, like with, with her sister or something. And I'm like, oh, boys day. We should do something on Sunday. And then we're sort of sitting there. I'm like, whoa, 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 hang on, dude. And then he stops and he goes, say no more. We remembered. We'd forgotten. The UFC's obviously Saturday in other places, but in Australia, time zone wise, lands on Sunday. The UFC's on Sunday. We're like, that's what we're good? doing on Sunday. Is it a good Sunday time for you? Because it's UK time. It's like 9pm oh, UK oh, start. Oh, So Gaz, is that like early morning you, for you? Uh, oh, Gaz. Gaz. It's, oh, true. Yes, you're right. It'll be early morning Sunday. It's not bad, but it's not the ideal. Like we know Australia has the no. best time zone normally. Yeah. Um, you know, midday cards on a Sunday. You know, you've had your Saturday. You've gotten to sleep in on a Sunday. You get up, you do a few things, and then you plant yourself on the couch by 11 a.m., finish off those top prelims, order some chicken wings, and you watch a main card for your Sunday afternoon. It's fucking terrific stuff. Um, but you're right. It'll be at like 7 a.m. now that I yeah. think about it. So what I'm thinking now is avoid spoilers, watch later. I'm going to have to do the same because it's my housemate's birthday. And oh. as much as I'd like to be like, fuck off, I'm watching yeah, the fights. It, I can't yeah. really do that. So. Yeah, I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying, but I do think you should do that. Um, <laughs> and, and what I mean by that more is if Volkanovski was fighting, I don't think there's any event that stops me watching that, really. Right, you know? but Leon hasn't got that Volkanovski In Australia. Yet. Yeah, I guess so, but that's your English champion, and it's the card in London. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. No, I get that. I get that. But, yeah. you know, I, I actually I couldn't watch the him winning the title either live. Those are the only really? two cards I've not seen live. Yeah. Really? Yeah, I was busy on that one too. Uh, I'm trying to remember. Was was that when you were at the um, music festival? What were you doing then? No, that was that was Volk Max. I was like, yeah, of course, Volk Max 3. Because you're like, I need you to tell me it's okay. I don't even remember yeah. what I told you. What did I say to you about it? You gave me like a detailed round by round breakdown. Oh, I did. Yeah, okay. I was like, I want like, I was just like, I want like post round thoughts, effectively. Okay. Yeah. Um, and by the end, I was just I, like I, dominant, dominant. I I woke up and obviously Messenger shows like the most recent messages first. So I woke up at like 6am and I was like, oh shit, it's happened. And then like, yeah. I checked my phone and I saw like 5045 dominant and I was like, nice. And I went back to sleep. Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then I yeah, yeah. Like, read through it all in the morning. 
when yeah, I actually that's, woke up. You just needed that relief so you could go back to sleep. That yeah, relief that Volkanovski is the, is the goat. Um, yep. Which which we know to be true. We know to be true here on Switching Stances. This past weekend, mm-hmm. let's talk about this first. Unless you did you have news topics? Did you have anything else? No, no. It's yeah. been kind of cool. What's happening? Yeah. News okay. wise, like the so, bantamweight title fight got booked for I think May. Other than that, not a great yep. deal. Yeah, which we sort Kai's of knew, we fight. already knew that fight was happening. Kai does have a fight, um, which is great, winnable, good fight for Kai, Cara France. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm happy about that. Um, but outside of that, we had a pretty decent fight night. But my first question I want to ask you about the fight night is, what did you think of the venue? Because I'm yeah. big, one big for the crowds. Big for crowds. All fights should be in front of crowds. Sure. I'm over the apex. But this venue... F- I had people going like, even this small venue is way better than the apex. I'm like, oh, I don't know. It sort of felt not that much different to the apex. It didn't feel uh, that Is different. that just me? It, I think is it that was just a hotel. I, th- I feel like... I th- think it was like a hotel... Like a vent room. Yeah. yeah it's, um, they used to do that, that venue, I'm pretty sure... For yeah. cards back in the day. Yeah, I think I think Sanchez Nick Diaz was there. Yeah, um, I feel like the Ultimate Fighter one finale was there maybe as well, or some Ultimate Fighter finales back in the day were there. Maybe, maybe not the first one. I don't know. I don't know. Um, it was definitely held um, UFC events in the past. Yeah, I didn't love it. I wouldn't be against them going back to it. Like, it, I think there's a there's definitely a, a place for those small intimate crowds where it's like. The people there are passionate and yep. you know there's there's crowd noise and it's not just dead silence whilst sort of Marab tries forty eight takedowns. Um Holy fucking Jesus. Yeah. But I almost yeah, wish I, that I, was in the apex yeah. now that you say that, because that's funny. That's almost funnier. Um <laughs> That's almost funnier. It's also it, where yeah. Yarn fell from grace initially. When he need Sterling in in the face, that's true. While he was can come full circle. Yeah, just that full circle moment where his career's over. Um, you know. Mhm. Well, you know, I think we do know that his career's over. Um, <laughs> there was some good highlights on the card. Um, one sad one being Rafael Sanzao getting absolutely pounded oh. into the earth's core with a spinning back fist and then like a reverse triangle. Um after giving a thumbs Sad. up to it was fucking Sad. that's it's how careers end 99 percent of the time in combat sports unless you're just one of the greats is that I, you I, get you you're like no nah, it's all fine thumbs up and you get absolutely fucking killed it was i started i started the card in that third at the beginning of that third round and by all accounts the first two rounds were a sun sale quite yeah. quite nicely yeah, um, and he won the majority of that third round, and then yeah, he and then got, he didn't, did he? You know, he was going for a he was going for a takedown, and Davy Grant grabbed the fence, acknowledged that he grabbed the fence. Keith Peterson took a point away from him, yeah, and then gave like then reset them back in the middle of the cage, which I thought was yeah. odd. Yeah, and there was a lot of controversy about that because obviously taking that position away from Marab, even though he didn't have a takedown, he wasn't really in, like, a great position. You mean Asunzio? 
Sorry, yeah, sorry, a sun sail. Taking that away from a sun sail, even though it wasn't a great position, it put him back on the feet with someone who's trying to knock him out and ultimately, you know, dropped him and then finished him. Yeah. Yeah, that was tough. Tough was to tough. It was really tough. To it watch. sure was tough. We got. We also got the cancelled main event from a few weeks ago, um, <laughs> Krilov and Span, which was, I mean, what do you call this, Gaz? What do you call? This? I so I went to get a drink of water, and by, by the time I by the time I came back up, um, Rowan Span was in a triangle. Yeah. Uh, yeah. From what I heard, he just bum rushed Krilov. And fell into a triangle. Yeah, well, which is it was maybe actually... the most light heavyweight thing. Yeah, yeah, um, not as bad as heavyweights, but certainly not great. Um, look, it was a decent like grappling exchange. It was a bit weird. It was not what I was expecting from the fight at all. Um, and I thought they were both, you know, having their moments, and it was quite a cool exchange. But then it just sort of was like that final exchange where Span found himself in a triangle choke. Was a bit like, okay, well, that was a bit shit then, wasn't it? And I feel like that was the beginning of the comedy of the rest of the event for me. Oh, I'd, I'd like to talk about Saeed Namagomedov. Oh, if we're do talking you? about comedy. If we're talking about comedy, I'd quite like to talk about, like, okay, Mr. Mr. Spinny Namagomedov, who, yeah. who spinned for a, a Is this round. the first Namagomedov to lose? Well, he's not actually... A if I mean his last name is Nemegamedov. Well, what's a real Nemegamedov? An... Tell me what a real and not real Nemegamedov is. <laughs> uh, he's not in Khabib's family. I think they're family well, friends, but. Well, he's lost three fights, so he's definitely well, not be it. real. He's definitely not real. Um, but he's... Nemegamedovs don't have O's next to, next to their names. Oh, sorry. He, he, Only have those next to Yeah, yeah, they do. Um, but no, he he spins a lot and hopes that people don't wrestle him because of his last name, I guess. Yeah, and it's worked so um, far. You know, it has worked so far. It has totally worked so far. Um, yeah. Quite. What was quite funny is that he did his whole spinny shit for the first round, and then was like, "Oh, he's still here. Yeah. I've not either guillotined him or knocked him out. What do I do yeah. now?" And the answer was just spin more slowly. Well, instead of I've... instead of just chaining spins together and like keeping the spins at a high pace, he would instead of moving away from spins and maybe doing some more traditional boxing stuff, you know, keeping the pace a little bit lower, he would he thought spin do more. nothing. He'd do nothing for twenty seconds and then spin in yeah. like really slowly. And and we've, what we've realised the last couple of weeks, ladies and gentlemen, is Gaz hates people that just spin for no reason. We've I learned that do. over the last few weeks. <laughs> yeah. So not surprised this was something that really bothered you, to be honest. I mean, Valentina Shevchenko made it the, the funniest, really. Well, I mean, the, that's the highest stakes. Yeah, sure. Where it's backfired. Whereas this is, you know, this backfiring for Saeed isn't, you know, it's like, okay, that's funny. But it's not yeah. pure comedy like a world dominant world champion finally getting caught up for her one weakness, which is spinning for no fucking reason whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. I mean, Chris Weidman showed the blueprint back in the day. He went from being a dominant champion, number two pound for pound of the world, to oh, yeah. just a sad story. Once Jail Sonnen did the same. When he, when he sp- 
spun against. Yeah, it's true. It's true. You're right. Charles Sonnen also did spin for no reason. And that, <laughs> you know, was tough. Also. Yep. Not as tough, I feel like, as Chris Weidman, but tough. No, for sure. Um, I mean, I when I watched it at the time, I thought, I can't, I don't want to talk about this card. When I watched that really? co-main event, I was like, I don't want to watch, I don't want to talk about this card. But then I thought, oh we have God. to talk about this card because it was truly embarrassing. I was, I was yeah, desperate I to talk about this. Yeah, I know you were. I was, I watched this with, uh, on a Twitter space with some other, other people from MMA Twitter and yeah, <laughs> like Alexander Romanov versus Alexander Volkov. And during Romanov's walkout... How that they walkout, didn't force this as a main event is hilarious and beyond... I, I'm so glad. Yeah. But it was... I was saying, as Romanov walked out, I was like, oh, man, Volkov's got some pretty nasty team kicks. Like, I feel like Romanov, if he just takes one of those, he's going to collapse. <laughs> and I was well, sort of joking. Just... Yeah. Yeah. But you've got to think to yourself... I don't care what you say about heavyweights and some exceptions to the rule where they look like shit. You're not tied to Avasa, Romanov. You're not in... Just looking at him, I'm like, he's not... He's nothing. He's nobody. Why is he here? This The fact that he's in the top 15 is not, like, impressive on his part. It's embarrassing on the UFC's part that this out of shape, yeah. that fuck, was in the top 15. And I had to watch this bullshit on my television <laughs> screen and you're calling this high level martial arts it's the co-main event to a main card and it's top 15 heavyweights and it was bullshit Alexander Volkov is a half decent okay sometimes heavyweight and he just dominated he shouldn't dominate anybody but he dominated well he shouldn't dominate anybody in the top 15 but he dominated sure. Romanov in, and not in yeah. a way of like landed big shots and just like went on a heavyweight tear just like uh <laughs> i'm just gonna not let you do anything to me and then just poke you in the stomach with my foot slightly he, and that was the fight romanov goes for a single leg and hangs onto it for about 50 seconds as volkov yeah. sort of looks down at him and is like are you gonna you gonna give this up or i'm not going anywhere and if you can't get that if you can't get if your thing is to wrestle and you can't get the takedown immediately when you're not sweaty when you're you know yeah. dry yep. and fresh and yeah you're, yep. you're not gonna get it in round three when probably a little bit sweaty yeah probably um obviously he didn't go to round three because volkov teeped him once and volkov and romanov crumbled 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 under his own fat weight out of shape weight and I mean that with the greatest of respect when I say that, but just crumbled under his own weight. And honestly, after he didn't get that takedown, just the look of defeat in his eyes. Oh my God, it was crushing. It was bad. Did you see Did you see Romanov last time? Because he's normally come in looking pretty, pretty tubby. But last yeah. time... I felt like that was he, the worst shape I've weight. seen him come in though. Yeah, well, last time he, he cut weight and, like, came in quite good shape and then didn't put on a very good performance. And so I guess this time he went... Well, why uh, put in any effort? What's the fucking point? Yeah. Yeah, I get that. <laughs> but, 
But then I need the <laughs> UFC to cut him now because that shit yes. pisses me off a lot. I'm I'm like that's maybe the type give him to tie to Ivasa first. Um, May yeah, I'd be up for that. Give him to tie to Ivasa to... first. Let us get you know, let him. He needs a lesson in only Pacific Island blokes get to be fat as fuck and <laughs> or fight well. Only yeah. the boys from the Pacific Islands can do that. You know. Only the Polynesian boys can fucking walk in out of shape and fight like motherfuckers. Because that's how they're built. They could train every day, always. That's how they look. That's how they look. That's them in shape. And they'll beat the piss out of you. They're they're as tough as they come. I fucking love those boys. And he needs to teach Romanov a lesson that he can't be out of shape and fight in the UFC ever. Yeah, I mean, that is... It's like a calm... It's like karma. In a way, that is totally the kind of performance where I'll watch that and I'll be like, I don't think I need to see you fight again. Actually, yeah, I never see like I'm see quite when I fight again unless it's against Tied to Avasa for, for yeah, just, just for you know our fun and enjoyment, really. Yeah, you know? yeah, hundred percent. Um, oh god, then we go to okay, we get to the main event. Okay, we get to the main event. Peter Yarn versus. Marab, I, I no matter they said it so many times. I Bolish still can't feeling. get his. I can't get his last name even on the broadcast. And I practiced it before. <laughs> Devalishvili. You said but it I can't, like, you know. Yeah, oh, dude. I was, it was like you say, but I was scared. Like you say it three times and then they appear. Uh, so I, <laughs> you know. So I said it once and I was like, oh shit, I won't do that again. Um, so I didn't get much practice. I should say. Um, I mean, Marab. I thought he could do this, but the pace he had for five rounds was insane. That I didn't expect. I knew he could okay. put the pressure on Yarn, and I thought this ha- it might be how it goes, but I did not think he would sustain this for all five rounds and just dominate Pueda Yarn that way, you know? Yeah. If you're wondering why I pronounced his name that way, you didn't listen to last week's podcast. Anyway. <laughs> Gaz, what are your thoughts? Break this down for me. I I love this fight. Um, I I did think Mirab would be able to be there the whole time. Yeah. Um, but it was just a matter of like Yarn opens fights slow, and he gets people to fight a Peter Yarn, um, paced fight because he you're not going to blow him out the water as if he's Cody yeah. Garbrandt. You know, you're not going to come out start strong against uh Peter Yarn and knock him out of the park you know that he starts slow so you can kind of do just enough in that first round to win it yeah and also you, you don't want to gas yourself out in the later rounds when yarns are his strongest uh, yes. the issue with that obviously is that you give yarn time to make his reads to work out your tails and then he starts building and building and building and he fucking smokes you yeah um marab did not do that marab got in his face from the opening seconds and would not fuck off in- immediately just like a leech just like just a like, fucking fly yeah. in his face just refused fuck to fucking off. go away yeah and it really troubled Jan because he couldn't he didn't have time to make reads no not like, at all there was no there was no break and so he, he couldn't was set up constant, he couldn't get a rhythm going constant yeah. reactive fighting game yeah as Marab a Marab like 
to his credit, even in the striking, he's not a great striker, but he's a confident striker. And he would be in Jan's face. He'd exploit that high guard by popping out straight shots and uppercuts, the odd front kick. Well, that's the thing um, about MMA. Strikers that are worse than others can still do well in the striking against them if they use other methods of their game and how they use it. Mirab yeah. threatened so much with the takedown, threatened so much with the pace, that by the time he chose to strike with Yarn, it was more just to give him, one, himself that slight break, but also he never put himself into dangerous positions. As soon as Yarn looked like he was cutting an angle, getting a shot, Mirab went back to the grappling, went back to the takedowns. And then when he had Yarn on the back foot, he would throw strikes, he'd throw kicks. And then as mm-hmm. soon as Yarn started any sort of step forward, takedown, grapple, takedown, grapple, like even just the attempt of a takedown, that pace that he put on Yarn just didn't let him get comfortable, didn't let him find any rhythm and sort of use these pockets of moments to obviously you need to recover a little bit to sort of strike, but just tried to keep Yarn on that back foot the whole time he was doing it. He was never backing away from Yarn, letting Yarn set up shots at any no. point. As soon as that happened, bang, I want the main position. He refused to give up his dominant position in the footwork, in the, you know, with octagon control, with anything. I mean, Jan had a couple of moments, but I mean, overall, I mean, did he? it was just a really dominant performance. I thought he had some good, like, early in the round, some good leg kicks here and there, some good body kicks. Yeah, yeah. that's true. But, but like, if you look at the statistics, the numbers for the leg and the body are quite similar for both the guys. Right. It's the head strikes that Marab really um, landed way more of. Um, yeah. And Jan, and that was... Um, when he would catch him just backing up and he'd exit from the grappling, throw some of those shots to the head, pull back, and then he's straight back in. Just not giving Yarn a moment. And then by the time you get to the fourth event, Yarn was gassed enough that Mirab could strike with him more. And it wasn't Honestly, about I, technically better. It was just like, you're tired as fuck. <laughs> I give I give that more credit to Yarn's eye being a balloon. Um, I, I don't think he couldn't get any range going and he, his high guard sort of blocks, you know, he's blocked off anyway. So I think he was very much in those last couple of rounds to some man fighting on instinct. Like he'd let Marab jab him and he'd try and jab back or he'd try and low kick back, but he wasn't doing those, those body kicks because he just couldn't get the fucking range on him. You know, he couldn't be an active striker in those last couple of rounds because he couldn't fucking see him. Yeah. So he just had to feel something hit his guard and then swing back. And he caught him a couple times, but like, nothing, nothing substantial. You know, a jab here and there. Yeah, uh, I, I really liked Marab as well, using things that O'Malley brought out of Jan to, like O'Malley would, he'd get Jan to hand fight with him, which Jan likes to do, and then he'd like launch an overhand over the top using his range, and Marab used the same method to different ends where he'd, he'd jab at. Jan's lead hand, get it to come out in front of his body, and then he'd duck in on the takedown. Yeah. On that single leg. Yeah. Um, same stuff with the high guard. He'd like box him up. Jan puts both his hands up to his head. You know, wraps him like earmuffs, and obviously that leaves his hips undefended. And Marab could like box into his takedowns really well. And also, not all of his takedowns were. He wasn't going to for takedowns to get control time and damage on the ground. Like I'm sure he'd have loved it. But they were they were to wear him out. They were to give 
um, around the clinch, you know, dominant clinch positions. Because in the in fifty fifty clinches, he was holding his own. Yeah, um, yeah, but, yeah. Know, that's right. He, he even had some control headlock. time in there as well. Yeah, um, Jan did, um, and he did get one takedown according to the fight stats. But the the total strikes was eighty seven to two hundred and two, significant yeah, right. seventy five to one hundred and forty seven. You know, it yeah. was by the numbers. Eleven takedowns to one. You know, one of five attempts from Jan. Eleven of forty nine attempts. A UFC record for Marab. Yeah. You know, that's that's dominant. It didn't look yeah. close. You know, that was no, a 50-45, and that was clear. I liked, I liked a little bit of what Jan was doing with... he would, he would, The whole fight, he was throwing these hard body strikes. He went to, like, a lead uppercut to the body a couple yeah. times. Um, some body kicks. Clearly, clearly, he was trying to gas Marab out um, yeah. and take away that biggest weapon, but he just couldn't do it. That Like, he didn't have, A, the time to do it, and B, Marab didn't care (laughs) just does not care what you do to him he's always there like there were a couple times where Jan would like sit back in his shots bite down on his mouthpiece and throw something hard to try and get Marab off him and Marab again would not give a fuck just just, like super super impressive performance like really like that's a that's after the Aldo performance you need that yeah agreed what do you think you do next with him? Because he's not going to fight Aljo. Oh. Aljo no, will be. Aljo's going to beat Henry Cejudo. Just saying. Okay. Yeah. Um, I haven't watched enough Cejudo, but I like. I mean, I'm, I don't. I, I mean, I've doubted Aljo too much. I'm going to pick yeah. Aljo based on precedent. Yeah, I, I mean, on condition and fight shape, and has been active alone yep. over the last three years. I pick Aljo. Let alone stylistically, I pick Aljo as well. Um, mm-hmm. I I don't think it's a close fight. I think Aljo's gonna f- fuck him up like he did TJ, um, like he did a one arm TJ. I think it's yeah, let's not. You know, you know, you know. I mean, to be fair, he, you can you can be upset that TJ was one armed, but even I just am. physically in in that fight, I was like, shit, Aljo looks so much bigger and stronger and better than yeah. TJ. Anyway, I don't really think it was going to be much different. Maybe it went five rounds, but. Aljo was going to probably win that fight. Looking back, I you know I'm, yeah. I'm very impressed with Aljo. Um, very impressed with him. Uh, ever since yeah, he no, I'm, I'm Hagen, a fan. Really like, and I don't. I'm not a fan. I don't like him all that much. I think he's fucking whatever. But as a fight, like, and I'm just only talking about as you know, as a fan of the sport, as the personality, and as well as the fighter. Like, I like like he's fine. He's a great fighter to watch, and I think he's an incredible fighter. But I'm not. What I'm trying to say is, I'm not the biggest Aljo guy. I'm just not. Um, but I can't deny that I think he's a really incredible champion uh, in the UFC sure. right now. I I mean, he beats most of that top five. I don't... I wonder what it would be like to have him fight Marab. It's not really a fair fight because they train together and, you know, they both make each other better as the commentary kept on saying mm. throughout that event. But it's true. Um, but with Marab, what do you do now? Because you've, you've, uh, he, he's not getting the next title shot. He's not. Even if Aljo left, they're not giving it to him over Sugar. And if and if Cheeto beats Corey Sanhagen, the top and and Aljo leaves, Cheeto and Sugar are fighting for the belt. Mm, honestly, man, I think 
I think it's probably going to be Marab Chito. I think that's all you can do. Or, I guess, Sanhagen, if you want to be... How's, how does O'Malley not get the title shot? Oh, he does. He does, but I, I don't you think... You just and I... Marab. Oh, yeah, but not for the title. Oh, do you? I think... I, th- I think probably... I mean, let's let's say Aljo wins, just because yeah. it's, it's easier. Because yeah. obviously, if Cejudo, if Cejudo wins, you give it to Sean. Marab fights either Cheeto or Sanhagen. Yeah. And then fights for the title, if he wins. Yeah. Um, with... If Aljo wins, I don't know if he'll move up. I feel like he might. I feel like he might be in a place where, like, I've, you know, beaten some of the best bantamweights of all time in terms of yeah. star power, in terms of, like, people's respect of them. Yeah. So I think he might be like, right, give me, you know, give me, a, like, a, a top five ranked featherweight and then I'll have a title shot if I win. Yeah. Um. I think you probably do O'Malley... O'Malley Cheeto makes sense in terms of star power, and then I guess you do Marab versus. And the story, they're 42 before. It's, it's O'Malley's yeah. only loss. And they were yeah, both exactly. unranked at the time. Yeah. Or, or Sean might have been like ranked think, 14 or something. I but thought like, Cheeto was, was like no, 14 or something. Uh, I don't know. I thought that was O'Malley's like first break into mm, the top 15. Maybe. Which... I, I feel like from memory they weren't at the time. I feel like that's how Cheeto got ranked. I feel like O'Malley was like 14th or 15th. Mm. And they'd gifted him a ranking, even though he hadn't beaten anyone ranked. And then Cheeto beat him. Maybe. But now, and at the time, you're sort of like, oh, Sean O'Malley's not that good. And now you're like, well, Cheeto's ranked number three in the world. So. Yeah. It, it was, it's really aged fucking well, that only one <laughs> yeah, yeah, O'Malley yeah. has. You know? Um, so he looks very good. And that rematch is just so sick. And I love both those guys. And I want Cheeto to win again. Because uh, I'm a fucking massive Cheeto fan. And I think Cheeto's the future world champion. I'd love either of them to I be. I fucking would love... Like if you, well, that's the thing. It's a win-win if you have them fight for the title. Yeah, actually... Cheeto you know and this, O'Malley? That's a win-win does, title fight. This does assume, though, that we're going to get... Sanhagen versus Cheeto. Cheeto's going to win, which I know you are high on. But I am high on, obviously. Because we'll talk about that in a couple of weeks more. But dork, I'm know? not convinced. I think that's a rough fucking matchup for Cheeto. Yeah, I think it's probably the worst matchup for Cheeto. I think you're going to eat your fucking words, and I think he's going to. I might. Easy. I might. Yeah. But I think it's. I, th- I think it's a. You I know, think that arthritis-ridden dork is going to absolutely get fucked up by Cheeto. That's not very nice. Doesn't he just look like a guy with arthritis? You know what I mean? He looks like a guy that <laughs> like has severe back pain as a young man. He's a he's a he's a funny looking man for sure. <laughs> he's but I do I'm like so it. Mean I like about San Diego. Love, he's a I nice guy. Love, he's a really nice guy. It seems Hagen. like yeah, he seems he's like so a really cool. nice guy. He, I love I'm everything a, I'm he just, does. I'm a, I'm a dick. Apart from giving up his back. Um, I'm just um, a dick. You are just a dick, but it's yeah. okay because normally we agree on the fighters that are being a dick to. Yeah, yeah, it's um, yeah, true. Whereas, whereas Sam Hagen is is a boy. Oh, I've got to play up to it, right? We've got to play up for to sure, it. for sure. You've yeah. got to, you've got to work because I know how much you like him, and I'm just like, mm-hmm. I I can upset you. Um, so you know, um, if if Sam Hagen so, yeah, anyway. this somehow one day, don't don't hate me. Um, when when Sam Hagen wins, I guess you probably do O'Malley Sam Hagen, which will be a car crash. 
that's a good fight as well too. stylistically it's it, a good fight yeah i think it's that's a, good. again i think that's a good fight for Sanhagen as someone who likes to infight a bit yeah because if you get if you get both guys trying to be rangy it's fucked and sean likes to be rangy but Sanhagen <laughs> likes to do stuff in spite of his range he'll like yeah. jab into distance and then start working like body shots and hooks and knees and elbows yeah true true and i think that's going to be rough for sean but also, anyway it's not going to find us on the table at the moment but... no it's not i mean, we don't need to worry about that but yeah marab yeah i don't know what you do with him bro i just don't know what you yeah do did you did you hear dana talk about he sort of I, gave him a little I, bit of a warning I, I did hear Dana do it, but that's classic fucking Dana. Because... It is classic Dana. He's just trying to put pressure on him. Yeah. Because, yeah, fuck Dana. He's a fucking idiot. But it is that's... also a case of, like, what are you doing in the division if you're just killing our, our like, upcoming stars? Like, if you if he beats Cheeto, if he beats someone like, you know, Usman Nurmagomedov... Yeah. Is it Usman or Umar? Which which Nurmagomedov's the better tall one? Which one's the one that's here? Umar. Umar's the one here. Is is the one in because Usman just fought on the weekend. Yes. Yeah. He had that. Um, in Benson Henderson. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I guess to, that's news. Shout out to Benson, by the way. <laughs> yeah. Um, what a legend! Absolute fucking. You know, one of the first UFC lightweight champions. So shout out to Benson Henderson. Um, beat Frankie Edgar, and I hated Benson for that at the time because <laughs> um, I love Frankie Edgar but yeah, yeah do you want to get into to 286 the London card well uh, yeah I think we should I think we should we've had a look at the bandwaves we've had a look at this last week cards one sec gonna grab a water that's cool we'll cut I've this got part out with and me. then we'll start on um, breaking down the uh, 286 oh guys Mm-hmm. Oh, this is nothing better than a Mount Franklin lime water. I can't even. <laughs> I don't even know what to him. say. It absolutely. <laughs> it just kills me every time I drink them. I drink them every day, and it doesn't just doesn't get old. There's no. There's nothing more. You know, mid twenties than being a fan of lime water. I feel. Mount Franklin lightly sparkling lime water. That's a sign of a man in a, you know, that's just in a committed relationship and just given up. That's what that is. Yeah. That's yeah, what 100%. This is. That's what this is right I'm here. I'm glad you see that. That's what the peak, you know, male is in 2023. That's just a man that's broken down, defeated. Yep. That's Peter Yarn right there. Oh, oh, you know what, actually? Going back to Jan very quickly, he handled his loss very well. He didn't there cry. Was no, there I'm was disappointed no, by that. That was actually was the no, biggest like, thing the I was UFC's upset about. trying to rob me. He, he put out well, an Instagram post. You can't really like, say that, can you? No, when you, you can't. Get f- no, no. Um, no. But he, he probably he did cry, like, but not in the way I wanted him to. Him crying emotionally, is that's sad. But him just yeah, crying, yeah, like, yeah, complaining, yeah. that's funny. And that wasn't, yeah, that's not what we got. Yeah, I, so I don't want him to be sad. I want him to whine. Yes, me too. Yeah, we don't want people sad. We don't We don't wish for downfalls of anybody here except for John Jones on this podcast. Yeah, right, there's a couple. Yeah. Oh, actually, th- there was one guy um, who has a domestic violence record who, fought, who debuted on that card. 
and got guillotined, which was nice to see. That's nice. We won't even say his name. So that's no, cool. I don't. I don't know his name nor care. Yeah, great. Um, um, okay. What is that? What you want to say about Yarn? Yeah, I just like props to actually shout out, it shout like a yeah, fucking fighter. Yeah, shout out to Poeta. Um, so that's great. <laughs> um, UFC two eighty six. Usman Edwards three UFC welterweight championship of the world. Um, I'm gonna be honest. I have nothing to say about any of the prelims. Any. Of them. Uh, I've got a couple. I've got a couple. You, sh- you give me like shout outs because I I've gone through them and I got nothing. I got um, nothing. Even the fighters I know, I'm like don't care, don't care, don't care. So you tell me. Uh, well, Lerone Murphy coming back against Gabriel Santos is cool. He was gonna be him versus Nathaniel Wood, I think. I thought you said Lauren um, Murphy. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, she's back after <laughs> like, you the first turnaround after Murphy. that one against Andrade. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, no, Lerone, Lerone Murphy against Gabriel Santos. Gabriel Santos, who I think just won a title in, I want to say LFA, but it might be another minor league promotion. Um, but that's a good short notice fight that I'm going to keep an eye on for sure. Um, Mohamed Makayev's back. He was really impressive in his first one and then has since put on the kind of stinkers. Um, yes. He's very young, so like I can kind of excuse it. He came out his first fight, flying need someone, and then I think guillotined them or darsed them or something. Um, after that, had one where he refused to throw any strikes. <clears throat> and then. Jesus, that absolutely yeah. lasted out of your mic, mate. Sorry, mate. <laughs> he wants to meet me for that one. <laughs> I, I, was, I knew it was coming. I couldn't stop. R.I.P. Headphone users. Um, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but then his most recent one, he did a lot of sort of throwing, spinning shit in the middle of the cage, and then oh, ended up well, getting. What do we know, Gaz? What do we know that you? Yeah, got he's, he's he's losing me slowly. Yeah, is that just like as soon as someone throws spinning shit for no reason? When I have my first fight, I'm gonna throw a spinning thing for no reason. Just, <laughs> just to open piss it. You off. Open it with yeah, some spinning I'm bullshit. Open it with a, with some spinning bullshit for no reason, like a spinning back fist for no reason whatsoever. You've also got to make sure you do it when you're tired as well. You know, four minutes yeah. into the third round, throw like a spin kick at the speed of a fucking slug. Yeah, yeah. Just really, I, you know, really, yeah. Like some sort of interpretive dance. Yes, where it's sort of like f- more of a flail than a than a kick. Yes, yeah. a spinning flail. Yeah, yeah. I'm, okay, um, it'll be done. Uh, Jack Shaw's back at featherweight this time after his first bantamweight loss against Maquan Americani. Yeah. Maquan um, notorious for being really quite hard to deal with in round one, and then <laughs> if he can't get it done in round one, he just sucks. Yeah. He just gasses out completely and sort of struggles. Uh, obviously, last time he was in London, he murked Mike Grundy in front of his dying dad, which was a shame, and then celebrated and like yeah. ran around the cage screaming. Yeah. Um, you got to read the room, hey? So, hopefully, Jack Shaw puts him away. Yep. Yep. That's all I wanted to talk about, really, on the prelims. Well, uh, I'm happy to get into... Well, when you've Bottom got, of the main card. yeah, well, the main card is solid. It's a solid mm-hmm. main card. There's some good fights here. I mean, the opening fight, 
I actually really like. It could be a fortnight. Or it could be a, the week of the Georgians. <laughs> you know, if following Marab, yeah. you've got Roman Delids. Is it Delids? Delids. Delidze. Delidze. How do you pronounce the Delidze. Yeah. Versus Marvin Vittori, number four versus number nine. Vittori being ranked number four. I mean, I Roman's on a, I think, a four-fight win streak right now. Um, and he just had a good win against Jack Manson. He's a solid dude. I just don't... I feel like he's... Mm, I just don't think he's going to get through Marvin. I think this is a really winnable fight for Marvin Vittori. I think this is like a get back in the win column fight for Marvin. He's inconsistent, but he's good at finding things. The Lidze. Um, I mean, this is also a, like a, a very middleweight fight and that it's just two guys that are going to crash in the middle and have a bit of a weird fight, I think. Do you think so? I think Marvin Vittori's mostly beyond that. I... Mm... I, I mean, I mean when you look like... at the Costa fight, that was a five round, and Marvin Vittori did really fucking well. He showed he me did. a lot in that fight with actually being in good condition and being a real yes. athlete in that division that's got a gas tank and fight well for five rounds. Sure, he looked like shit against Robert Whitaker, but it's Robert fucking Whitaker. You know, one yeah. of the pound for pound yeah, yeah, best. Yeah. No, I can't, I can't hold the Whitaker performance against him, for sure. Yeah. But uh, I can certainly hold just... Adesanya 2 against him. Yeah, I just think that um, I rate Marvin Vittori in in that regard of he's a real elite fighter that is in that division. Um, it's just a division where the top two guys are like, not including Alex Pereira, because I don't know. I'm not sure if Alex Pereira is that great a fighter or is just the pure kryptonite of Adesanya. I don't know yet. Um, I just haven't seen enough of him. I'm not saying he's not, but I rate Adesanya and Whitaker in top 15, if not top 10, pound for pound. So sure. I just think Marvin is a victim of that and that alone. And I just haven't seen Roman beat anyone yet that is at that level to show that he's at that level. No. So all I'm saying, like, that's where I'm at right now. And I haven't seen anything in his pre- Roman's previous fights that shows me he he has that in him either. He's won fights that he should, you know, be able to win. If he can beat Marvin Vittori and beat Marvin Vittori convincingly, I'm excited about this guy. I'm like, holy shit, this this is somebody in the division that could yeah. fight. I'd want to see fight a Whitaker. You beat Marvin Vittori, I want to see you fight a Robert Whitaker. I want to see you fight an Israel Adesanya down the road. Like, you could, it would you be, could be a contender. It would be good to see Marvin try and keep this on the feet because I think he's he's a, again like a consistent, confident enough boxer to where he can make his life a little bit tricky on the feet. Yeah, it's when Dedede gets on the ground that he whips out his sort of like weird submissiony stuff, which then chains together really nicely. Uh, but Marvin, being like a natural wrestler, makes me a little bit concerned for him. I think it might just be like a habit he falls back into if things get tough. Yeah. Mm. I don't know. It's 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 a hard one to call, man. It is a hard one to call. I've got Vittori by decision. I've got that too. That's my, yeah, that's my prediction. But it's not with any confidence. I mean, I think okay. it's... I'm probably like 70% on Vittori. Yeah. Well, so we both got Vittori by decision in that fight. That's our pick. Yeah. Okay. Um, 
Next on the on the card is a women's flyweight bout, um, which you know most people might not care about. I care about purely for one reason, one reason alone. You figure that out. Number eight, Jennifer Meyer fights. Number twelve, Casey O'Neill. Um, Aussie girl, Gold Coast girl, Casey O'Neill. Um, I'm I'm a big O'Neill fan, so I'm rooting for her, and okay, always want to see the Aussie fighter succeed. And though I'm pretty sure she's born in Scotland, um, she fights... that makes sense with the the last name. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, to be fair, you, you're fucking moved here, so all the names here too are the same, but we're still Australians. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But... She's not fought for a while, eh? She's had a good year off. Has she? Yeah, she last fought on Adesanya with a good two. Hmm. So she's had a full year off. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she beat. That's when she beat Roxanne. Yeah, and that was I Roxanne's mean... last fight, retirement fight, and she just dominated her. And didn't people give Roxanne rounds or something? It was a split like, decision. Casey literally dominated her and a split. Yeah, that was. I fucking thought it was weird. Pretty... I thought it was a pretty clear. I thought it was a clear if, from memory. I'll be honest, clear, that was, one hasn't been a, saved to my memory. Yeah, it was a clear thirty twenty seven, and then they made a split decision. I was like, "What the fuck fight were they watching?" That's retarded. Sorry, hard worded. <laughs> um, but I've got Casey O'Neill in this fight. I, I I rate her highly. I think she's gonna be a top. I don't know if she'll be a world champion, but she'll be a top five flyweight. And I think Jennifer Myers just sort of fucking average, and just a victim of being broken by Valentina Shevchenko and will just, you know, once you've just been defeated mentally, I just, I don't know. I just don't rate her. Yeah, that's valid. Like, just looking at, like, record, I'm look not at her wins. super impressed. Yeah. Yeah. Once Shevchenko um, so... beat her, she's, she's won, she's two and two since fighting Shevchenko. Yeah. And she's beating nobodies. I think Casey O'Neill's legit. I think Casey O'Neill beats her. I think it's a decision. Yeah, I think so too. I think that's pretty. I'd, I think that's quite think, a fair assumption. I think it's. I think it's a clear decision. I think it's just a. Uh, Casey keeps her off her, in the grappling, pieces her up a bit on the feet. It's not going to be all that exciting. My girl wins. No. Yeah. Okay. I'll pick. I'll pick Casey, for sure. Decision. Um, or you go for a Probably a decision. Yeah. yeah. I mean, O'Neill's got a couple of finishes, which is nice to see, especially at women's flyweight. It's not yeah. super common. Yeah. Um, but they've not been against particularly great competition. Yeah. Which, to be fair, you can say about a lot of women's flyweight. So. That's true. You know, it's. It, yeah, I think a decision's pretty fair. Yeah. Maya looks hard to put away. So. Yeah. Um, then you've got the sort of the, usually the third fight on the cards, like the people's main event. In this case, it's the co-main because there's not two title fights, but I still think this car, this fight's an absolute banger. Gunnar Nelson, You're Brian not... Barberina. Okay, you are. <laughs> I, 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 I love watching Brian Barberina fight. I think he puts on bangers and bangers only. And obviously it's London, so Gunnar Nelson has to show up. Um, I um, think I think, he I think only fights in London now, basically. 
Yeah, pretty much. Well, Gunnar Nelson's just that guy that only fights UK events. Um, yeah. Or European events that they do once a year and yeah, own, and haven't done in three years in that COVID time. So literally had three years off because of COVID and then waited for London return. That's what Gunnar Nelson does. I don't understand Gunnar Nelson. I don't understand he's still around. Like he was a guy that could have been a world champion at a time, like was looking like an up and coming guy. And now it's just sort of sad. I think it will be a banger fight. I think Gunner will be forced into a bit of a brawl with Brian. Uh, um, I think Brian's going to neutralize the grappling pretty early, and I think it's probably going to be an, a late first round, early second round finish. I think Brian Barberina TKO's him. Okay. I'm not picking that. Okay. Tell me. I'm picking Gunnar Nelson. Uh, um, I, I mean, I like, I haven't watched enough Brian Barberina to have a solid read on his grappling, but looking at the guys that nelson's lost to it's gilbert burns is it's the current champion it's guys like damian meyer you know santiago ponzanibio who's washed now but wasn't a bad fire you know yeah yeah um i think that this is the type of guy that gunner normally beats and i think he's probably still a good enough grappler where he can make it happen for him so i'm gonna go go nelson by submission especially especially after what rda did to him um, That's second, true. second round. Second round. I'm gonna go with. I just don't rate Gunner anymore. I've really given. I used to be a Gunner fan. I've really given up on him. So, yeah, but he's fair. a big favorite. Minus three eighty. Gunner Nelson. Oh wow. Okay. Those odds are way in Gunner's favor. I'm picking the underdog in that. I'm picking Barbarina yeah. by KO. Put a bit of money on it. Put your money where your mouth is. I don't bet. No, <laughs> nah, neither do I. Um, the co-main event. Oh. oh, Justin Gaethje, Rafael Faziv, lightweight banger alert. Um, I mean, this is the people's main event, really. Um, I think this is going to be fireworks. I think you're going to sure. have. I think it's going to come down to who's the more technical striker on the night and in the brawl maintains right. their technique. I think it should be Rafael Fazeev. I yes. just wonder what the bright lights may do to him in a big pay-per-view spot against a big fighter because some guys like Justin Gaethje are sort of built for these moments unless yep. they're facing another guy built for these moments like a Dustin Poirier, like a Khabib Nurmagomedov, a Charles Oliveira, like the elite of elite... Rafael Fazeev might be that guy too, though. But we just haven't seen it yet. This is his opportunity. This is huge, Rafael Fazeev. I think he's the better striker. I think he's the more technical guy. I think he should win this fight. But you're talking about the big moments. <coughs> Excuse me. <coughs> um, yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm picking Fazeev, but I'm not going to be surprised if the moment comes, Fazeev gets caught in a brawl and Gaethje lands a shot yeah I'm with you there I think that it's probably going to come down to body work um, yep. at least partially Gagey's always had a big issue and with body, body work body kicks like some big body kicks at the end of exchange knees yeah kicks and knees really is yep. the thing for me I think Gagey's not great when it comes to defending his body he's got that yep. high guard he sort of like lets people try and hit him and then he moves his head and he swings back yeah, and when, um, when he swings, he's swinging, he's swinging with big hooks. So if, 
if yeah. Fazeev can cut angles at the end of exchanges and be out of the like step out on his kicks as Gaethje's throwing big wide hooks and just not be there but be throwing kicks to the body at the same time like if he's countering yeah. with those shots he, he could I mean stylistically I really think Fazeev should fuck up Justin Gaethje yes that's, it's a fight where if Fazeev's who we think Fazeev is yeah Gaethje should probably look like shit yeah, I don't think it'll look like shit, but but it'll be pretty clear I think, who the better technical fighter in striker is. I think this is one that he really should win. Like, and Gage, you should really look bad in. I think that this is like... If Fazeev can make it work for him, he I feel like he's Gage's kryptonite, in a sense. The, but it's also yeah, the, the sort of thing where, like, is Fazeev a technical pocket boxer? I haven't watched enough of him. I'm going to start watching him today, but, like... Is yeah. he enough of a technical pocket boxer to where Gaethje can't catch him, clip him with something as he gets in, you know? Yeah, and, and the, the there's always X factors when it comes to mixed martial arts and when it comes to big pay-per-views. And it's about the big moments, it's about the crowds, and Justin Gaethje just has this thing where he can just turn on for those moments and compose himself yep. when he really needs to sometimes. He really has shown up as someone that's like, oh my god, he's fucking amazing. Um, mm-hmm. I I I think Gage is an incredible fighter, and we're lucky to have had him in the UFC as long as we yeah. we have, um, because he's put on just his his um fight catalog is it is chef's kiss when oh, it comes yeah. to quality. So I I just I can never count out Justin Gaethje. I'm not counting him out. I can't sit here and say Fazeev's hundred percent. Fazeev's winning this fight. I just know Gaethje can absolutely put it on and KO Fazeev in the first round and shock everyone. I'm still picking Fazeev. I don't... I think Fazeev finishes him in the third round. I think he finishes him late. I think he puts in body work. I think he puts in... When you get to the late in the second round, he starts landing some big shots to the head. And then in the th- I think by the third round, Gaethje's going to be re- a beat up. And that and that work's going to have added up for Fazeev, and he's going to put yeah. it on him and finish him in the third. That's what I think will happen. That's my prediction. I think Fazeev by TKO. Yeah. When do you think? Um, if I think either first or third, to be honest, I think that it's the type of fight where either Gaethje gets smoked out of the water, and it looks a bit like the Charles Oliveira fight where he just gets cracked and crumbles. Yeah. yeah. Or. It takes a while, it's attritional, it's like the Dustin Alvarez fights where it takes him a while, but he starts slowing down and gets finished. And slumps. Yeah, true. Are we are we saying winner gets Dustin? That's not that's a what I'm, that's is, what I'm is this a, is this a Dustin Poirier number one contender fight? <laughs> I mean I've yeah. wanted to see I'm not I wouldn't have been mad at Gaethje Poirier too. No, I wouldn't um, be out of that at all. They're such and different fights now. And if Gaethje wins, that that sort of would make sense, wouldn't it? Because what do you do with yeah. Dustin, right? Because if Islam fights Oliveira Dariush winner, let's say. Well, yep. I mean, to be fair, if, if Oliveira beats Dariush, I'd be fine with... Then you can give it to Fazeev. Por- por- I'd be fi- well, I'd be fine with Poirier, Islam. I'd be fine with it. I just don't think it's that... I yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I think we if Darius, yeah, because we've seen it twice, sort of thing. 
Yeah, I guess, but I think name value. Yeah, there'll be similar yeah, yeah, rankings. Yeah. Poria Fazeev would the UFC want to stick? And as well, does the UFC want to see Volk Islam too? I think they do. Yeah. I think it's a safe bet Volk beats anybody at featherweight. Like, he is a tough matchup, don't get me wrong. I've got some concerns there, but, I mean, I, I do think Volk... Volk's the favourite against literally everyone at featherweight, so the UFC expects that. I think Fazeev's a tougher fight for Islam than Poirier is. Yes, I agree. So, yeah, 100%. does the UFC go, well, we, you know, we can give Islam a big fight that he's going to win likely, and then we can do the rematch with Volk. You can certainly do that. Yeah, you can There's a lot that has to happen for that to happen. I might be totally off on that, but I'm just saying there's a world where Fazeev, where if Oliveira beats Dariush, um, Fazeev gets the shot or or Poirier gets the shot. They're both viable options you can get mad at. Obviously, if Dariush beats Oliveira, there's no argument Dariush gets the shot. Um, I feel like lightweight is one where you can't get mad at whoever gets that title shot next. Unless it's yes. unless Benil Dariush wins, then it's not Benil Dariush. Yeah. That's the only that's the only person who I'm going to be like fucking really. What else does he have to do? You know. Mm. Um, yeah. If he if he lose if Dariush loses, I'm happy with anyone in that top kind of six, maybe even seven. If you like, no one else is available and Gamrot's around. Like I'm fine with it. <laughs> <laughs> no one else available. Gamron's around. Yeah. yeah, right. Like Chalmers booked up. Let's say Gaethje and Poirier booked up. Let's say Oliveira's on a loss, or maybe oh the fuck knows. You know, I'm just yeah. spitballing. Like maybe some of them are injured, whatever. Yeah, yeah. It's it, you're right. It's a division that you could give anyone in that top five, six a shot. Yeah, like you've you've got a new champion, and. He's only beaten one you've, guy, you've, and it yeah, was you've got some fresh the matchups. one guy fought kind of silly. Yeah. So even yeah. the rematch is compelling. Yeah, I'd, I'd need to see a couple wins from Charles, though, to be fair. He got fucked up. <laughs> what, what's changed? I've, I said this, and you were like, nah, mate. Nah, Charles needs one more, and he's back. Uh, t- uh, do you want to know what's changed? Alexander yeah, Volkanovsky. I do. <laughs> Alexander Volkanovsky <laughs> right. is what's changed everything. Where right. when Volkanovski put on such a class against him, yeah, that Volk deserves a rematch before Charles does. That's what changed. for sure. Yeah, for sure. Whereas with minus Volk, Charles only needed one fight. But after what Volk did, you're like, well, if there's a rematch that Islam's having with anyone, it's not with Charles Oliveira now. It's got to be with Volk. So that's why. Yeah, that's what changed. Yeah. Whereas I now Charles, Charles absolutely needs multiple wins. Now I'm call, I'm agreeing with you now. Yeah, absolutely, so. he needs multiple wins now. If Volk had got dominated, then it's a different story. Yeah, but yeah, I can, Volk, I can that. That's what I'm saying. I'm not a hypocrite. I swear to God, I had reasons. <laughs> I am sorry. I'm definitely a hypocrite, but like not in this particular case. Um, mm-hmm. okay, we've both got Fazeev. And both um, by KO. Both by TKO. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The main event of this card for the undisputed UFC welterweight championship: Leon Rocky Edwards versus Kamaru, the Nigerian Nightmare Usman. For the third time, it's one-one. Obviously, the rematch from last year's 
I mean, one of the most shocking moments in the history of the UFC. Oh yeah, that's like I'll a, never forget. That's one that's going to be that. remembered forever. That was so fucking crazy. What Leon did that that fifth round KO, dropping Usman. Wow, uh, I'm very intrigued by this rematch. Um, but I'm very curious as well to hear your predictions. What you think is going to happen? <sighs> okay, so. I'm. I think I've established at this point that I I look at MMA through the most depressing lens possible, you do. and assume that that's the way it's going to go. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, I get it. I'm I'm quite firmly set that Usman's just going to have the same fight as last time without getting knocked out. Yep. That being said, Leon can take a lot away. Obviously, the the one of the big X factors of last time is that that fight was at elevation. And Leon, looking back on that fight, has said, like, by round two, he was gassed. Yeah. Um, I'd like to see how he does when he's not gassed, because round one, he won, quite clearly. Took Usman down. You know, Usman didn't look fucking awesome off his back. I'd like to see if maybe Leon can get some more offensive wrestling going without getting sprawled on immediately, which is kind of what happened in round two when he went for it. Yeah. Um... There's also a big, there's also a big case for Leon being a fucking head case. You know, he's someone that fights emotionally, and he does. Yeah. I'd like to see now that he knows he can knock out the guy who's never been knocked out before. He's never really been hurt that much. Yeah. I'd like to see a a how does Usman look in terms of chin, in terms of you know, does he start yep. getting yep. upset by shots that wouldn't have upset him before? Yep. And also, does Leon kind of come in and treat him like a bum? You know, does Leon yeah. come in and go, okay, I know I can knock you out. I know that you're... I've been in there with you before now. I know that you're not this, like, crushing Terminator. Yeah. Um, I have confidence in myself. I'm the fucking champ. Yeah. And if he does that, does he continue to make Usman... Like, does, does, he, does he win exchanges on the feet whilst defending the wrestling? Which is what we would have wanted to see from him. It is, yeah, true, true. So I'm, I'm. You know what? I'm gonna pick Leon. I'm gonna be bold with it. I'm gonna pick Leon. Okay, okay. I, I just think momentum. I'm. I'm also picking Leon. <laughs> hey. Uh, I think Leon's winning this fight. Um, I'm pretty convinced Leon's winning this fight as well. Okay. Um, I've been convinced for a while. I've been thinking about this a lot. And there's a lot of factors here because to get knocked out the way Kamara Usman got knocked out is so hard to come back from. So hard. Yes. It's one of the worst vicious knockouts I've ever seen at that level with those stakes. It's so it ego was totally hard. Charming. It's hard to come back from. Sure. Now, do I think Kamara Usman is the level of greatness of an athlete and a person to be able to come to be one of the few, one of the one percent of one percenters that can come back from that, like a GSP did or an Amanda Nunes did 
type thing. And now I don't, you know, I do rate Amanda News very highly. I think she's pretty clearly the greatest woman's fighter of all time. She's obviously not, you know, GSP. <laughs> or sure. Usman, yeah. But yeah. you know what I'm saying. Like, it does take a lot of pressure to get beat the fuck out of when you're the dominant champion and then still come back and put it all together again. That takes a lot, mentally, more than anything. Um, and I think Kamaru Usman is capable of that. And if he is capable yes. of that, the way he's going to do it, he's not going to look great the first two rounds. The longer the fight goes, the better it is for Usman to yes. build his confidence back. Take a couple shots is probably a good thing. I think no matter which way this fight goes, I think Leon's going to be winning that first round. Like, I think Leon is going to come in confident. I think Leon yep. is going to be feeling that moment a bit. I think he's going to be feeling the crowd a bit. I actually do think Leon's going to be fighting, like you said, emotionally like he does, but I think he's going to be a bit, not cocky, but very confident in this fight. Yeah. I actually think it's going to lead to him finishing Usman earlier than he finished him last time. I'm predicting a third round finish for Edwards. Okay. I, I think Usman's... What it comes down to at the end, all these factors I was thinking of, of like this, that, and the other, I'm like, Kamara Usman's about to turn 36 years old. His knees are yep. fucked. He just got yep. KO'd into oblivion. Leon Edwards is 31, in his prime, confident as anything, nine-fight win streak or whatever he's on. Something insane. Mm-hmm. And he's just KO'd this guy into the land of wind and fucking ghosts, where shadows dwell. Like, <laughs> yeah. it's in his backyard. I, I think Leon's going to be confident coming. I think he's going to land shots early on Usman. I think he's going to touch him a couple times early and Usman's not going to like it. I think Usman's also going to land a couple shots and you're going to be like, oh, wait, is Leon... How does he have this? But I think when it comes down to brass tacks, when it comes down to striking, I, I think... I don't think Usman's just going to be able to wrestle him like he... Like, people might think uh i think leon's gonna do well to deflect it i think he's going to be his confidence and kamara's lack thereof is going to come into the early wrestling not being effective or as effective and i think it'll get to the third round and i think kamara would have already taken a couple of good shots a couple of good you know shots to the head and to the body and i think leon's going to put a combo together i don't know that's what i see i actually think leon's going to do it earlier yeah i can see that I can tell totally you that. I just think, you know, age is more than just a number in mixed martial arts, especially in yes. this division, especially at this level. And like, I has think, Usman had his time? And I think Usman has had his time. Do I think when they fought last time, Usman was the better fighter? Yeah, but I think that's cha that moment changed everything. And I think it's it changed. Could've. It could have. I think, I also think win or lose, this is Kamaru Usman's last fight. Just saying. Okay. At you his age when? with his you injuries. Think his last fight? I think I think this is Kamara Usman's last fight, win or lose. I think this might be if I think if it's lose, it's his last fight. I think if it's win, he has one more. Who's he fight? Who's he fight? What's who's he want to fight? Now that's a good question, right? No. Um because okay. logically logically in terms of who is there in the division. Gilbert Burns is the only one that makes any sense. He was already beat. Hamza. Usman is he, not he going through another training camp. Oh, no, he's not. Usman's said 
He doesn't want to stick around forever. He's already been talking about retirement. Yeah. He wants to be there for his daughter. He's 36 and he's a fuck. The dude can barely walk. The dude needs to be on TRT stat. Probably is, to be honest. Yeah, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, and, yeah, yeah. But he needs, like, he's on everything. M- medically, he needs it. But if you do need it medically, you can't be fighting. Fuck off. I, I just think at that age, he- he's got nothing to prove. He's been pound for pound number one, a dominant world champion. He's one of the all time greats. Go. Yeah. Win or lose, this is Kamaru Usman's last fight this weekend. Win or lose, I, this is Kamaru Usman's last fight. Do you think he intended the Leon fight to be his last fight? The first Leon fight? No, I think he had maybe one or two. I think he probably only had one or two more anyway. Okay. But I don't think the Leon Edwards was his last fight. I reckon he was probably going to watch the lay of the land. Maybe he would have fought Gilbert a second time and then fought a fresh contender for his last fight. But now I, think... just don't, I just don't think he'd do another one um, if it was you don't Leon think maybe... somebody's already beaten. You don't think maybe he would have gone up to light heavyweight to fight? Um, <laughs> I don't know whoever whoever was up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hill. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, I don't. I think Usman um, is done this weekend. That's what I think. And I, yeah, my prediction is, so. he, is is he gets finished in the middle rounds, rounds three or four. Oh, you're getting me excited. That's what I think. And I feel very relaxed about it because I don't really care. <laughs> you know, like I don't have any investment. <laughs> yeah. I don't have any investment in either of these guys, so I don't. I'm not. If Usman wins, I'd be like, great. If Edwards wins, great. I'm. I was rooting for Leon, like yeah. in the first fight, and the boys Ash and Jared, who who are on the reactions, um, and will be on the reactions to this one. They were there for the for the second fight, and I was the only one rooting for Leon. And I was telling them, I'm like, guys, I think Leon can win this. I really do think Leon can win this fight. And then he, as he was fading away, I was like, I didn't give up on Leon. Leon gave up on Leon. That's what I was, the shit I was talking late in those right. rounds. And then Leon came out and KO'd him. And I was like, I fucking <laughs> told you. I fucking said it. Like, um, so I am, like, I like Leon. I, I do like Leon Edwards. I really do. So I, I, I'm rooting, I am rooting for him if I'm rooting for anyone. But again, it's, I'm not bothered either way. Um, but I do think it's Leon's time. Um, and I think Leon gets this, and then I think he fights Gilbert Burns. Yeah, I'm, and I think I'm that's a really good fight too. I'm primarily hoping for Leon to win because it's better for the division. It's want, better for exactly, the division. I, exactly, I want you fights yeah. in that division. I'm yeah. fucking sick of Usman. Like, yeah, yeah, I'm sick. I'm of fucking sick of Usman. <laughs> yeah, I'm to, with all with the greatest respect because I have a lot of respect for Usman. Yes, as absolutely. a champion, as a fighter, but but uh, he, he it's. His time, if his time's done, I'm not, I'm not sad about it. I'm like, okay, cool. Yeah, exactly. Like, great champion, but you've done your thing now. Like, there's yeah. no one left. Like, Hamza's not. But that's my point. You. I feel All like Usman feels Shafka that way. Even if he beats, even if he beats Leon, you're like, who's you left? Really? Well, you don't need to fight anyone else. Retire, even if you, that's no. why I think it's his last one. Yeah, I can see that. You know, if Hamza was right there. And was making weight, maybe, but no, he's not. He's not. He's he's, he's looking like he's moving up. So yeah, you know. no, the, uh, uh, yeah. There's just no no clear contender next, other than maybe a Gilbert Burns, who Usman's already beat. Like I just, yeah, yeah. It, it's t- I hope Liam wins for the sake of the division, but either way, I think it's Usman's last fight anyway. So that's my predictions. I can and see thoughts that. on UFC 286. Yeah, yeah. I think that concludes what I think as well. I'm yeah. taking Liam. You convinced me on a finish. Yeah. I hope he... Uh, I but think middle... For you. 
I think if it's if it is a finish, I think it happens in the middle rounds for sure. Yeah, I don't I think, think he's getting finished think... in that fifth round again. I don't think that's happening. No, yeah. no. Yeah, I think it'll be a very different fight to their first fight to their second fight. Yeah. I should say. Yeah, yeah. Um, especially with how it ended in Leon's confidence, but I'm I'm excited to see it. I'm I'm keen to watch this this card. I'm keen to watch this fight. Um, it's very intriguing. I've got a lot of questions, and, and I can't wait till next week and we can talk all about it. And have our answers and predict the state of the... Because I think the welterweight division is getting shaken up after this weekend. Because this was obviously a clear rematch and you knew where we were going with this division. But, you know, either way this goes, we're not going to be sure where the next fight is come come Monday. That's for sure. I think we are, to be honest. I think... Well, I think Gilbert Burns if... is booked for a fight. A lot of fighters are booked for fights. And yeah. yes, Gilbert Burns is going to beat Jorge Martin. Next month. That we do know. But... Yeah. Oh, do you know what would piss me off if Leon wins and they just give Colby a fucking title shot without him fighting anyone? They, oh, God, what they'll what they'll do? Fucking into hell. Kill. There's, there's a reason. There's a reason they've given, they've made uh, Burns versus Masvidal, and it's because if Leon remains on top, then you have a chance at Leon Masvidal being justified. And if not, then yeah. Burns, oh, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, if Masvidal somehow beats Gilbert that... Burns and Leon wins, yeah. you 100 percent do Masvidal and Leon um, yeah. for the belt for sure. But, but I mean, but Burns also has that shine from the Kamzat fight it's for sure. I mean, I'm rooting for Gilbert Burns, and I think Same. Gilbert Burns wins that fight pretty fucking easily. But um, yeah, only time will tell. We've, I, what I mean is Monday, we're not going to be 100% sure what happens. We're going to have to wait till 287 to, to know where this division stands because we need to see how Marzadal and Burns plays out either yeah. way um, this fight this weekend goes. Because if Marzadal wins... Because it really is an number one contender fight, to be fair, because Marzadal's a big enough star that they'll just give him a title shot if he beats Burns, no matter whether it's Usman. Oh, actually, not if it's Usman. Which it won't because he's retiring. But, you know. Yeah. Anyway, that's our thoughts and breakdown of UFC 286. We'll see you next week for our review and breakdown of that card, and then we'll be looking on to Cheeto Sandhagen, probably my main event fight pick of, like, the probably all of March. All of these March fights, this was the one I'm most looking forward to of them in terms of main event is Cheeto and Sandhagen. That's the fight. That's the fight. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited for that. Pumped to talk about that. Bantamweights um, don't miss. Bantamweights yeah, do miss. not miss. Like yeah, the week after, division. Rob Font, great... Adrian Yanez. Dude, that fight fucking slaps so hard. Yeah. There, that's my fight of the night for 287 too. That's easily my fight of the night. Like, yeah, I'm keen to break that down. Fuck yeah. Okay. Ladies and gentlemen, yeah. thank you everyone for tuning into this episode of Switching Senses. Go follow Gaz and myself on our social media. Be sure to like us, rate us on podcast services, YouTube, comment for the algorithm. We appreciate your support and growth. The social media has been going really well um, and really happy with 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 how we've launched and where we've yeah. been going. So it's good to get these episodes out and have all these cards early in the year so we can establish this show. It's been a lot of fun. Appreciate all the support. Um, Gaz, do you, had, do you have anything else to add? I've got nothing else to add. You've For, done that brilliantly. I know. I'm really good at this. Yeah, it's professional. <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> very good at this. Um, ladies and gentlemen, thanks everyone for tuning in. We'll see you all next week to review UFC 286 and look at Cheeto Vera versus Corey Sandhagen. Thank you and goodbye. Thank you. Bye.